Kessel 81. Is he playing still next year? No. I don't even know what Kessel 81 means. I think he's it's, retiring. It's Phil Kessel's number. He's got to retire. He just won a cop, and he didn't play half the year. They didn't uh, take down our episode last time, did they? No. Okay. Well, I'll do a Green 19 later, and we can cut it in. Let's just go live. Green 19! Green 19! What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Three Guys from the South Side. My name is Mike Mayer, coming to you live from Dallas, Texas. Oh, we are we're, we're back. If there's if there's anyone who's back, boys, it's us. Uh, with me as always, Houston, Texas. It's an absolute boiler room down there, boys. Boys, Bernardi, how we doing? Yeah, man, it is absolutely very hot right now. Dog days of summer. Um. Women's World Cup lost. There's really nothing, no sports going on right now. Golf is happening in Memphis by some sponsor. We're not allowed to talk about it on this podcast, but um, we're getting really close to week zero. I ax- actually, funny story. I know we're um, pushing the cart before the horse here. I signed up to go to the Houston Food Bank on Saturday um, of week zero. So hopefully that's good gambling karma, even though I can't even bet down here. But it was a stupid decision by me. I got my weeks mixed up. So not a good start for the football season for Blaze. Are you volunteering? I'm volunteering, yeah. Someone someone goaded me into doing it. So I need some good karma down here. So um my I know what you're gonna say, Mike. I know what you're gonna say. Shut up. What is Mike gonna say? No, because once upon a blue moon, when we were living at 1211, Mike's sister came over and we were just talking about living in the city. And I'm like, I don't know, to meet a nice girl, I'm gonna have to like fucking volunteer or something. This is a nightmare right now. Oh, that's not why I'm. That's not why I'm volunteering. It's uh, I'm, I'm just alum, saying. So. You never know what's gonna happen, boys. Right. I mean, sometimes you know, there's nice girls there. there. I don't know. Yeah. No, who loves volunteering is women. We'll we'll see. But um, yeah. After that, I'll be probably having a couple of beers, uh, watching Week Zero somewhere. I think only Utah and Florida is a good game, and that's a night game. So plenty of time. Exactly. Exactly, folks. You heard him chime chime in there. Uh, coming to us from Naperville, Davey Fastballs. What's up, Dave? How we doing? I'm doing good. I, I think I know I told you, Mike. I don't know if I told you, Blaze. I'm officially retired from softball. I think we're safe from any of those guys that asked me to play uh, next year from listening to this podcast if we or else we're going to grow our viewership pretty quick in the near south suburbs of Chicago. Uh, but yeah, we made it out injury free. We are fully focused on football now. I haven't played golf in a couple of weeks. Me and Hep are going on Saturday, though. Got to enjoy the weather. Oh, you have to. Have Get to. through the dog days Especially here. We only got a few short weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna go. It's gonna go quick. It's gonna, it's gonna go quick for you guys. Uh, hey, listeners, we've got actually a lot of good picks for today. And boys, I'm I'm excited because we're getting back into college football. We're gonna talk winners of the conferences over the next couple of weeks leading up to the start of the season. We'll have over under totals today on three conferences: the Big Twelve, the ACC, and the Pac-12. Uh, we are going to talk a little bit about that uh, that St. Jude Cup over there in Memphis, Tennessee. Sponsor cannot be named. No free ads. <laughs> East Lake Championship PGA. But before we get to that, look, what did we miss in the last couple of weeks? Boys, you mentioned one. We're just going to dive right into it. U.S. Women's National Team lost to Sweden in penalty kicks. Didn't score a goal uh, in regulation or full-time in the, their last three matches of the tournament. A bit ironic. Rapino misses that penalty kick, boys. What are your reactions? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll say a couple things. First, no one has ever gone back to back to back to win a World Cup, men's or women's. So this would have been a really cool story if they did it. And four years ago, they were the talk of the world, talk of the town, great team. They deserved all the hype. 
Joe Biden, if he's impeached for anything, it should be tweeting out congratulations to the team finishing in the round of 16. No USA women's soccer team has done that. I'm sick of this cheering on moral victories. There was no moral victories. This was a huge disappointment from Megan Rapinoe to Alex Morgan. They did those 18-year-olds a disservice by not playing them and let that generation play on. This isn't an NBA or MLB team. This is a World Cup where you have an opportunity every four years. You need to maximize it. And it's a huge disappointment. I hate how it got politicized. Trump is saying the country is going to hell. <laughs> Biden wants to build a statue of them in Minneapolis or whatever. There's a middle ground right here where it's a disappointment, but there's a great opportunity in the next four years. But it is what it is. And they deserved it. They didn't take this for they didn't take this seriously. They got paid good for them. They got commercialized, all this stuff. But there was people on this roster that were in commercials getting all these sponsorships that did nothing to get there and deserve it and that's how they played yeah nice I mean, shot megan yeah i mean that was, there was that, some, was, <laughs> that was brutal that was brutal. i'll say this: she's gonna chirp at trump and all the right wing people she's got to expect to get heat back if she's gonna perform like absolutely that. It is what it is. it's not it's not sexism it's not um homophobia this is the game that it is right now. You're going to go on social media and Twitter. You're going to call people out. This is what you get. Right. You're stepping I, into it's it's the internet. You're stepping online onto Twitter and everything, or onto Truth Social, or onto X, whatever you whatever your uh, floats your boat. Formerly on known day. as Twitter, Dave. <laughs> the artist formerly known as Twitter. Uh, you got to expect to get some heat on there, especially if you start running your mouth. It's going to happen. Yeah, I will say the people upset that they're not singing the national anthem. Those same exact people don't know the lyrics to the song either. So that is just like the stupidest stuff ever. Yeah, I will say watching this Women's World Cup, though, England is an absolute dynamite on and off the field. How is uh, how Zanj handling the loss? Did she wake oh, up to watch it, it? It was. Yeah, well, she did. Yeah, I I woke up and asked her what, you know, what was going on. She said they got to PKs. I'm like, well, I got a free two hours of sleep right there. I didn't have to watch that shit. I'm, I slept right through it. So Merrick um, woke up at 4 a.m. for the um, daily night piss, then turned back on the penalty kicks and watched the end of the game. It was perfect. <laughs> it was it was perfect. I, I will say, though, I, I, I just didn't like how after Rapino, Rapino, however you say your name, I don't like how she missed wide right and then started laughing on yeah. her way back to it's her team. It's not a good look, man. I, I, I get it. You're, try, you're trying to be positive and, and be a positive veteran for your t- your your mostly young teammates, but it, come on, you got to take that's got to be more serious. You got to take that one a little bit more to heart. I don't know if she was pissed because she didn't play a ton throughout the tournament, but that's no fucking excuse in my mind. I'm sorry. Um, Mary, was it Messi in Dallas play? last weekend? He was, yeah, and and it was fight weekend here. We had the Jake Paul fight, uh, and they that Diaz was fight. overblown. That was not a good one. Oh yeah, that was dumb. How that's, was Dallas was so with dumb. Messi? Um, I mean, the city was pretty crowded to begin with, but I mean, the, the fight drew a big crowd. It really did. Yeah. I heard so, tickets for that soccer game were 800 bucks. Yeah. Wild. Wow. That was a pretty high scoring affair. If I'm not mistaken, what was it? Oh goodness. I, I want to say it was like six, four. Wow. For an MLS game. But boys, what else did we miss before we get into picks? Not much. It's been slow, Mike. You guys playing immaculate grid at all? No, uh, no, I don't do no? that stuff. Oh, you no. guys would love it. Maybe it's not, maybe I'm a little bit nerdier on than that than you guys is that is that your your throne material in the morning oh without a doubt but the problem is now they didn't start releasing it until 8 a.m they used to be at midnight so you could wake right up and get right into it now that's some wordle like the, stuff releasing at midnight yeah now it's like the 9 a.m it's like the first shit at work now okay okay <laughs> they got a hot they got hockey on there too now did you see that 
No, yeah, no, I, like I don't it. play. I don't play. You don't play. If you can't, play, if you don't play, you can't win. No, I play. I'm playing. What do you my, win? Nothing. Oh, it's just a, it's like Wordle essentially. Then it is like Wordle. Okay. Yeah, it's fun. It's preoccupying my time between that and starting to listen to fantasy football podcasts. So what could go wrong besides the last place finishing on? Yeah, it could could be worse. Could be worse. Boys, let's get in. Let's get into some picks. Here. Let's make some picks. Let's make some picks. PGA Championship. East Lake presented by the second best logistics company in North America, uh, FedEx. Boys, any any projections for? Uh, why are you laughing? This the, the the logistics company that won't declare bankruptcy or deal with a labor strike. No, well, no, I mean they they do have to pay their their contract to drivers. That's coming up pretty quick, and if they don't do that. <laughs> What's um, the deal? What's the deal? Eric, uh, yeah, we'll get into labor relations later. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Save, right. save it for later. Save it for later. Uh, PGA Championship playoffs, top seventy in the world, face off at East Lake. Boys, who do you got? Boys. Um, God, if I think if I pick someone who's going to win today, just to stick a knife in me, how the way the majors ended, I think Tommy Fleetwood's going to win this week. But um, Scotty Scheffler also. Um, I don't think it was a hot mic, but he was pretty straightforward. He's like. If even if I win this, I'm gonna have a two-stroke lead going into East Lake. So I don't even really care. So I don't think Scotty's gonna try that hard. I think he's gonna probably just probably tweak his game, fix his short game and his um putting. So I think someone like Fleetwood could could sneak in. That would be my opinion. But I think Scotty's gonna win. He's choked on it last year. He came in second. He'll probably win it this year. He's won thirty some million dollars already too this year. Yeah, there's a reason why the PGA is bank broke right now. Right. Right, that deal better go through, or else we're going to be having other problems as far as financing all this shit. I was going to say twenty million dollar prize pool winner gets three point six, just for this what? tournament. Just for this tournament, oh, yeah, yeah, just for this tournament. Yeah, unsustainable. Then we get Dave, the BMW you... next week in uh, at Olympia Fields. Oh, it's back in Olympia Fields. Yeah, yeah. that's at awesome. Fields next week. Good because it's oh. been in freaking New York or Maryland. It's stupid. Yeah, yeah, that's dumb. That's dumb. Dave, who you got? Uh. So these picks might give you an idea, uh, Jump again, jumping the gun a little bit. In about six or seven weeks, uh, it might give you an idea of who I actually like in Rome in the Ryder Cup. Uh, I wrote down here, though, just dance with the girl that you brought with to the dance, you know? We're going to go with uh, Tyrrell Hatton, top 10. He's 2-1 to one on that. Tommy Fleetwood, top 10. Sepp Straka, top 10, another one of our favorites. And then I'm going with Victor Hovland, round one leader, 25-1. to one. He's led the, the first round at the Masters and a couple other. He's at least been flirting with it. He wasn't the leader at those places, but he was flirting with it. And then Blaze, more like stick the knife in you this way. Uh, you want him with him on the Masters, but then he kind of let you down lately. Let's boost Rom to 12 to 1 on DraftKings and go ahead and I take saw him that there. plus 300. That, that's a nice little play right there. Yep. I will say, Dave, we were on the market with the Open Championship. We had three guys that we shouted out on the pot who finished top five. Brian, I know. Hunter, we were, we were right there. I hope you ended up putting a little bit on Harmon down the stretch to kind of even it out. I certainly did. I didn't get crushed, so I no. was about even on everything. But if Straka would have won, we would have made a killing. You would have. Yeah. That Straka play, I, I was I was liking it. But then he just cool, he, he couldn't finish any putts on Sunday. Couldn't yeah, we needed him putts. to go on a big run, and he just didn't. Fleetwood's the one that killed us. Like, he didn't come to play on that Saturday. You can't shoot no. minus five on Thursday and then shoot one stroke under par the rest of the three rounds. With, with the crowd on your side. I know Saturday was ridiculous. I will say this one thing, the way Brian Harmon started out on Sunday two over again, if he was in that final pairing with Rom, Rom would have stepped on his neck and he wouldn't have got back up. That's my opinion, at least. 
but Cameron Young was in there. He was playing just as consistent, so he didn't have to get – he didn't feel pressured at all. He's been good too. How about uh, – I sent it to you, Blaze. How about JT almost chipping in to get into the top 70? Yeah. Um, I heard he's possibly debating about going on the – playing in the DP World Tour the next couple of weeks to prove to Zach Johnson that he's working his game and getting there. Merrick, I don't know if you saw this either, but Zach Johnson does a charitable golf thing in Iowa, and Justin Thomas is going. Yeah, right. He's so, the captain. Just so he can go to Rome. He yeah. can't go. He can't go. He's the only way he's going is if he's a captain's pick. He, he might can't. can't. No, he shouldn't. It's going to be some new faces there, and it should be. I mean, you got to mix it up a little bit. You got to send Scotty Scheffler back. Homa yeah. should be there. But what works out great, though, is Harmon fits that course in Rome perfectly. So that, that will be a good thing, the way he plays and why that course is going to be narrow fairways important second shots the way Harmon played um Liverpool will be good you said it too let's quit being dicks send Kepka and send Bryson at this point they're both playing phenomenally Bryson especially he just shot a 58 yeah I agreed Bryson's been playing really well yeah he's been playing really well Dave you said uh Hovland right I think you had him first round first leader. Round I leader. like him he's what 20 to 1 I, I like him 20 to 1 to to win it throw a little fire on him there's a there's a lot of um with Barstool selling and going back to Dave Portnoy, there's a lot of opportunities for us to get sportsbook advertising now. So we really got to go after it. ESPN, but no free ads, but we will give you guys some promo material here. If we want to clip this into our, our Twitter account, you guys should check out the DraftKings. They're giving a three plus 300 bonus over there. <laughs> hey, Just slice it right we, in. We may need it. Actually, you know who needs a sponsorship and let's just get right into this. Is the Pac-12? <laughs> what? What the fuck is going on with the Pac-12? What happened? What happened? It was just like an epic collapse in about a thirty-six hour period. How did this happen? Let's get into college football. Give the listeners what they want. McAvoy, how did this happen? The my favorite tweet that I saw about it was they were going through all the offers from all the big networks, and it was like NBC didn't make an offer, CBS didn't make an offer. ESPN didn't make an offer and they go all the way down. And the only offer they really had that was worth anything was with Apple. And basically it sounds like they went back to all the, the commissioners of all the schools and were like, here is what's going on. Here's our best offer. It's Apple. And as soon as that happened, ASU and Arizona were like, fuck you guys were out. And they went to the big 12 and so did Oregon and Washington. So now you got the other four schools just holding the bag there. I, I don't know what it's going to be like Who's this left? year. I don't know. Who's it's Washington State, Cal, Stanford, and Oregon State. That's all that's left. The rest are gone. We're st- they're still going to have football teams. Actually, it's a uh, spoiler alert. I'm just going to say it now. My big, my actual bull prediction about the, the Pac-12 is that I think Stanford might stop having a, a D1 program for football. Either that or them and Northwestern are going to like go somewhere together because both of their pro- football programs are going to be in complete shambles after this year. Rumor boys. I like, I like, it's not even rumor boys. This is pure speculation (laughs) and just my dumb brain and seeing all the headlines and stuff about Northwestern right now, because what I have heard is that the Ryans who it's like Ryan field and all this shit wanted to keep uh, Fitzgerald. And that's why they originally were only going to suspend him for a handful of games. And then they were like, they got all the backlash and then uh, they, the AD had to be like, oh, never mind, he's fired. And now the Ryans are pulling all their money out that they were going to give for a new stadium and all this stuff. 
So if those, if that family isn't supporting the program, I don't know where the, like, unless all these journalists that are up there stroking themselves off and, and the Darren Ravels of the world, putting up their signs, being like support Fitzgerald and support Northwestern football, unless they're going to put money into the program that I don't know what's going to happen in that program. They're still getting big 10 money, Dave. That's actually keeping That's Illinois true. afloat with Brad Underwood's contract and all that ridiculous stuff. So I don't know that stadium needs to be redone. I like your theory with Stanford. I think Stanford goes independent, but I think Cal being a crazy left-wing campus, I can see them getting rid of football altogether. That's what I mean. I could see some of the, especially like Stanford and Cal uh, specifically, I could see them thinking about getting rid of, of football or either not going D1 or going to like uh, easily could go to the Mountain West and make it yeah. less of a priority. I would feel I feel bad for schools like Oregon State and Washington State. Like this is unfair to them. And what I'll say is like the NCA spends time looking at people's shoes if they're buying sandwiches for recruits, but they can't look at the bigger picture and regulate these conferences and make sure they're staying in peace or thinking a revenue stream that can be split with all conferences. The NCA cries wolf and then they suspend Bill Self for zero games. They don't suspend UNC for a huge academic scandal, and then they can't regulate this stuff, and then they go to Congress and cry wolf. So that's, the next that's, thing that's the next thing that's going to happen, I feel like, is private equity is going to start investing in the Big Ten, and it's all downhill from here. Well, Florida State already openly is soliciting donations, and of course, everyone's saying that the the PIF might might throw them money if they start doing that and start soliciting donations from pi- private equity. They just need to go semi pro. And my, what I think, I said this on the podcast before, what I think the true future of the NCAA is, is it's a semi-pro league where all of those players can have deferred eligibility, not deferred eligibility, but they get a deferred scholarship so they don't have to go to school while they're playing. And it's all semi-pro, so all the players get paid. And then like that, like Mich- University of Mich- or Michigan Wolverines LLC just licenses the University of Michigan's like image and everything and pays like the university that way so then everything is semi-pro it's basically like a what like a semi-pro league for the nfl the nfl might have to change their eligibility rules especially if they keep getting complaints from these running backs running backs should be able to go when they're like 19 um there's just we could talk about this all day but uh, that's what i think the direction it's going and blaze you put in the notes and i agree it's one of my biggest fears is that we end up with a super league where it's like Alabama, Georgia, USC, Oklahoma, Texas, Michigan, Ohio State, all those teams just say fuck you to everybody else and make their own Super League. That's when it gets really weird. Yeah, once it starts getting like the Premier League like that, like like how soccer is in Europe, I, I would I, I don't know how much I would keep watching because that's essentially what you're doing. You're creating a tiered league and a tiered system like that. Where- yeah, but Merrick, at least in England, you have an opportunity to move up or go down. This you wouldn't. I mean, that, you could. It's, why, it's why, more, why wouldn't you? I think the better comparison is comparing it to when they tried to make the Super League over there and everyone lost their shit. Yeah. And they stopped it. I think it's very similar to that. People would have to lose their shit again. And though, I think if they tried to do that, the NFL might have a bigger leg up in saying, we're not going to not play on Saturday anymore. And they might move play games on Saturday like every week. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I don't know. Hopefully this is kind of the pinnacle of it and it stops, but you need the ACC and Big 12 to be good. Now, I will say this. This is a good thing. The Big 12 kind of going the full basketball route, getting Arizona, getting Arizona in there, trying to get Gonzaga. That kind of ensures that the NCAA March Madness tournament is going to exist forever. Because like I said, if the Big 10 and SEC get too strong, they'll be like, 
we're just going to do our own basketball tournament. And that would be the worst thing that could ever happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't even put that in my brain that we could lose March Madness. Yeah, we. I did that. I did that once during my lifetime. Didn't like it. Didn't the Big like Twelve. It. The Big Twelve is too good and can't be ignored for the for the SEC, SEC and Big Ten to do a super league for basketball. It wouldn't work. Very so interesting fun. though. We could we could talk about this for hours. We could. We could. Let's get back to the picks. I know, folks. That I know that's why you're here. I know that's why you're here. We're gonna start down here in the great state of Texas, and we are gonna talk Big. 12 Longhorn football. I'm kidding. Don't have to get right to uh, the Longhorns, but but Texas is the favorite to win the conference minus 110, followed by Oklahoma plus 425, Kansas State, Texas Tech, TCU, and the rest is the field. Guys, who do you like coming out of the Big 12? Any plays over unders for any, any given teams? Uh, what are your thoughts? Dave, start with you. Well, my only pick on here is uh, Blaze is going to have something to say about this. Um, I'm taking Oklahoma State over six and a half. It's not a it's not a strong strong feeling, but it's a play. I'm going to play it. A couple of reasons here for this. Number one, Mike Gundy since 2008 has hit seven wins, excluding the bowl win, obviously, has hit seven wins in 13 of his last 15 years, dating back to 2008. There. Uh, since he's been there, he's 13 and five, hitting at least seven, seven wins. So over six and a half. They also get the four newcomers that are coming over to the Big 12. They get all four of them Houston, Central Florida, Cincinnati, and BYU. My only concern about this play Spencer Sanders is gone, who I fucking hate. About time. But I hey, saw man. an article while I was researching today, the Stillwater News Press. The headline was Oklahoma State could use a two quarterback system this season. And everyone knows the old saying, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't really have one. The only other concern that I do have, Blaze, you might talk about this too. South Alabama is their third non-conference game. They also get ASU at ASU and then Central Arkansas. The ASU one I'm not as concerned about, even though it's at ASU. And it's always a concern when you're going out west uh, to Arizona in September, especially in the second half, because it's going to be hot as shit there. But South Alabama is going to be good this year. They're returning a lot of starters. Their over-under win total is is eight. I think South Alabama actually might be a good play to hit that over in a separate bet. Um, but I like Oklahoma State. I'm just going to believe in Mike Gundy here. Blaze, rebuttal. Come on. I got to I gotta hear this. Yeah, I think this is a good transition for me. If I was, like I said, I didn't end golf well, so I'm not doing any totals. <laughs> if, I had a, if I had money to work with, I'd put um, a small amount of under on Oklahoma State. I think the Gundy juice is wearing off after last year. Um, he had two good running backs. They're gone. Um, Spencer Sanders was a very polarizing figure. Now we go into the unknown. I think his defense was kind of a lot of smoke and mirrors, and people are finally catching up to it. They had a disappointing end of the year last year. I just don't see it carrying over. And I think that Arizona State game at 930 is really tricky than going back and playing South Alabama. The big one for me is fading Houston. It's under 4.5 four plus 420. They're playing University of Texas San Antonio the first week here. That game opened Houston minus three. It's now a pick 'em. I think Utsa steals one right there. Then they go and play Rice, which is a sneaky game against a well-coached team with JT Daniels at quarterback. There's a world where Houston's starting 0-2 going into the Big 12, and I don't think they're going to be able to get back up. I know they have a kind of a slightly easy schedule with some new people in the mix, but Dana Holgerson is a very overrated coach, and they were one of the more disappointing teams in college football last year. 
And then just a couple other things as well. I'm fading TCU based on principle. That season was so lucky last year. I think uh, the West Virginia game, the game-winning field goal against Baylor with like zero time left, with no timeouts, they barely got them on. I think it's a regression to the mean for this team, and they're losing and they lost their quarterback too. So I don't, I can't see them doing well, and I take the under. I like Oklahoma to win the Big 12. I think Tequila Sarkeesian is the most overrated head coach in uh, college football. If he was Charlie Strong, a.k.a. if Sarkeesian was black, he'd have been fired by now. He has had two very underwhelming years, and I don't see it really going anywhere with them this year. Uh, nobody's picking Oklahoma. I think they had a major rebuilding job after Lincoln Riley picked them for parts. I think they're going to surprise people this year, and I think plus 350 is a steal. Give me Oklahoma to win the Big 12. Take a flyer on Iowa State, 80 to 1, too. Merrick? 80 to 1 on Iowa State? Why? Why? They're like, why Iowa they're State? Like, 80 to 1. They're 2 and 10 in their, in their last 12 games and one score games. Regression to the mean. It's bound to go back the other way, have a TCU season. And also, their quarterback got busted gambling. He is such a bad quarterback. There's no way the backups is bad. They're going to have a really good defense again this year. I think Matt Campbell's going to figure it out. And they have a, they have a new offensive coordinator, former Illini quarterback, Nate Shieldhouse at the helm. So. Yeah. I can't, so, I can't get back in on Iowa state. We fucking rode Brock Purdy into the ground the yes. last few years before he, before last agree. I'm just done with them. They were so disappointing yeah. on offense. Stay, stay like out of They're just due for a boost. Stay out of it. You don't want it. Get out of there. Get out. Tequila Sarkeesian makes her clothes <laughs> fall off, please. <laughs> yeah, make out, make Texas fans clothes fall off. I hey, do love thing... Texas in week two against Alabama, though. I will say that. They almost really? beat them last year. Really? Yes. Well, I, yeah, hate, and, dude, and... I hate Tommy Reese. He is going to screw Nick Saban and screw that team up so bad. I hey, just... save, save your Bama takes for next week because next week we Ooh. go down south and we talk SEC football. I like just got the chills just thinking about some of this stuff because like, do you remember last year, Texas, Alabama, they were a sack away from winning that thing. And um, Bryce Young docked the sack from the corner coming off on the, the blitz and he ran it all the way down for like 25 yards. Yeah. What a game that was. Yeah, that was a good game. Bad day if you are on Alabama first half. My parents were you on actually, Alabama first half. I, I <laughs> was on Alabama first half. Hired boys. Uh, I, I'm, I'm taking a play on Texas, but I'm going the other way. They're going to go under nine and a half wins. Under nine and a half wins. That's plus one forty uh, for going under nine and a half wins on my site. Those that game at Bama week two. Playing in Tuscaloosa is just going to be tough. Playing Man, I Wake, like them against the spread. I don't think they'll win. I wanted to clarify that. Good, good, good clarification. Fair. The court is now adjourned at FanVleet, Russ, Weinstein, and McGinnis. You, you kill me with that. I love time. it every God. single time. Every single time. But, boys, week four, they're also at, at Baylor. And I, I think the Bears are going to be pretty decent this year. I, I don't think they're going to do anything special, but they're definitely going to give them a tough game. There's two potential losses in the first four weeks. I don't like their odds to, to win 10 games, right? I mean, there's a very good chance that they lose a, another game outside of that on their schedule. I just, I don't like them. I'm going with the under on, on, uh, on UT, unfortunately. But I still think nine and three, nine and three could still win the big 12. So I don't hate them. Yeah. How are you going to fade that when you're going to have to watch that team on every TV and every bar you walk into and on I Saturdays in the fall? I can't, I can't wait. As long as your as, Hawkeyes gear, 
Uh, well, it's worse. Wall- Texas A and M is going to be on every bar down here. I've got I, a story for you. A&M. I got a story for a- you. And those A and M fans with their goddamn rings. I swear to God, it drives yes. me absolutely fucking bananas. Like you paid seventy grand, if not more. I mean, kids these days are probably paying about one hundred and twenty minimum to get a fucking ring. Mike, I had I didn't tell you this, and I didn't mean to save it for the podcast. I just forgot about it until we started talking about Texas A and M. When Rachel and I were flying back home from Boston about a couple weeks ago, there was these two guys that like were in the seats just to the next next to us, and they're talking about Texas A and M. They're like, "Oh, class of sixteen, class of 09. And I whispered to Rachel, "I'm like, oh. Texas A and M people are the biggest fucking losers and dorks of all time." I go, "They all are weird as shit. They have that weird like midnight yell thing that went viral last year. They're, Merrick says that they suck ass. They're all the worst types of people." I've got and I go one to her, good one. I go to her. One. They all wear they, and I go, and they all wear class rings and she's like she's like oh yeah i heard about this there's but do they really all do it so we look over at them and both guys as they're talking you can see them wearing their class rings and we're like you fucking think they're all a bunch of weirdos we're an anti-texas a&m podcast bait them at every opportunity kellen mond still lives in my brain rent free but fuck that guy fuck that team we're out on texas a&m that's the sec podcast but we were talking about it save that for the sec episode but yeah that's that they're they're just brutal. They're 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 terrible. They're terrible. Let's let's move. Let's move for, further east, though. Let's go to the Atlantic Coast Conference, the ACC. Dave, friend of the program, pick this year. Wake Forest. They're on the list. They're on the they're on the front of the program list. I got them on on uh, on a few things. I'm thinking here, but what do you got? Over six and a half. So I, I would love to get them at six, obviously, but DK is up to plus 115 at over six and a half. So the real reason why I'm taking him is because there's this one guy that would always come to our softball games and hang out with us and drink with us that's retired and just like the, all he does is like researches football and bets all the time. He loves Wake Forest over six. He got him at six. This is a really like friend of the program, hot tip bet, same as you. So it's like friend of the program plus friend of a program equals family wow. of the program it's a wow. family pick at this yeah, point the you're program. in the you're in the trust tree you're all in holy um, shit we might have to we might have to put a couple units on it um, oh we're so, in so wake forest seems to be a really heavy play for us uh i did my own research on the side obviously like they do on the vaccines i did this on this pick uh did my own research on the internet found out that the guy that they're going to be starting at quarterback is a kid named Mitch Griffiths. He's a redshirt sophomore on paper, but for remember you had the COVID year. It's his fourth year on campus. He's going to be 22 on September 9th. Also Dave Clawson, I'm going to give you a similar stat that I gave you to, uh, to, to Mike Gundy at Oklahoma state since 2016, he hasn't gone under six wins one time. So we, besides 2020, the COVID year, they only played nine games. He's he hasn't gone under six wins since 2016. If we can get it at six, I love it. If we can get it at six and a half with plus 115, I like it. I think they get to seven wins. I don't think the ACC is very good. Their non-conference schedule isn't very good. Let me bring it up really quick just to confirm that for you. Uh, Their non-conference games are Elon week one, Vanderbilt week two, and Old Dominion week three. Old Dominion is always sneaky good. Um, but beyond that, then they're just playing the, the ACC and the ACC is kind of up and down besides, uh, you got to worry about North Carolina. You got to worry about Clemson and you've got to worry about, uh, about Florida state. But beyond that, they also play Notre Dame late in the year, but they just got to get three more wins. If you get them at six beyond those first three non-conference games, I think they could do it. I think they could go something like five and four 
even a four and five in the uh, four and five in the the ACC would do it for us if you get them. Um, if, if they win those first three, we're in on Wake Forest, friend of the program, family of the program. I think we're going to have to play it, Mike. I'm on Wake with you. I, I would. I've got the. I've got the app pulled up here on the uh, on the big monitor. I just. I, I put my under on Texas. I'm putting my over. I mean, we got the family of the fucking program at Wake Forest. They don't even know what to do. Do with the family of us, Dave. It's going to be. We're we're going to be riding those boys all year long. You mentioned Florida State. Are they back? They might be back. They might be back. I don't know though. They do. They do have a. They do have a couple. Tough games. They got that early road game week. Uh, what is it? Week four for Clemson. They're starting week one against LSU. I don't know. Could be a tough season for the Seminoles. Yeah, I'm not a fan of their coach. Um, he coached at Memphis, so he also coached Paxton Lynch, I think. So I'm just out on them, and I, I don't see it with Florida State. But they do play at Orlando this year, so that could be a that could be a difference with playing at L, playing against LSU. Who do you who do you guys like to win it? It's hard to bet against Clemson for me. You took them last year, right? 11 and a half wins or 10. I don't know if I took them last year. I don't remember taking them, but they stunk last year. They're, they're defense driven. DJ Uigungalele is gone. Where did he transfer? He transferred Oregon, to Oregon State. Oregon State. Oregon State. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Clemson plus 105, Florida State plus 175. <laughs> And then next is North Carolina, ten to one. That's who I bet last year. God, I bet North what Carolina a, last what year. A, I mean, the Drake May is still very, very good. The lack of parity there is unbelievable. Yes, yeah, so that I, big of a spread. Yeah, I kind of like Louisville ten to one, Merrick, and I'll, I'll tell you why. I got um, him at twelve. If you want me to lock it in. Wow, DraftKings had him at ten. Who do you have at twelve to one? Louisville. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, so I'll kind of go why. So they don't play Clemson or they don't play Clemson or Florida State. So I think that's two huge bullets dodged. Um, and I really like them over eight wins. Brian Brom has a really talented team. That team was just really undisciplined, and they also had a coach who was looking to find another job because he hated Louisville so much. So I think Brown's going to come in and bring a lot of credibility, change the culture, bring in an offense that's um, very pass oriented that will fit well with the ACC. So I really like their schedule. They avoid Clemson, Florida State. Like I said, they should have at least seven wins with two games left to beat the over. One against a Kentucky team that I think is going to struggle, and also a Miami team. So I think at the worst, you get a push at eight. But I really like their conference schedule, avoiding those two top-heavy teams, and um, can kind of see them playing in the title game. And who knows? You got them 12-1. to 1, You won't be able to hedge given the odds. But who knows? If it's a field goal game or touchdown, you're able to hedge right there. How do you like Miami to have a bounce back year here? Year two. God, I don't know. Um, I, I think our, if there's uh, a ball, I think with crystal ball with Oregon, there's any indication they are going to be a very talented team, but they are going to be so horribly coached. Like he recruited Justin Herbert. They had all that talent. They were still not good in college with Herbert. Herbert goes to the NFL. He's a stud. I feel like that's the same way it's playing out with Miami. There's a <laughs> bunch of talent. They're just a horribly coached team. Has, has has Herbert been like the most successful quarterback that's had the worst combo of coaches as far as like X's and O's and like dealing with game management? It's gotta be. I'm happy he got paid though. So yeah, but yeah, you got, yeah, he's had crystal ball. He has that guy in the chargers who scapegoated Lombardi to get fired, but he should have been fired too. So 
I wouldn't want to Brandon, be a Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley is his name. I wanted to say it was Anthony Lynn, and I knew it wasn't that because that was well, so that long was ago his now. coach's first year, and he's yeah. not even coaching in the NFL anymore. Right. So that's all you need to oh, know. Oh, Jesus. Right. And then I also like Pitt over seven. I love this team every year. I don't know what it is. They should have beat Tennessee. They should have beat Tennessee last year. Last year. Fuck, we were all over hurt. that. I had them plus six and it went to overtime. They lost by seven. God, That's one of those man? games I won't forget. They're a dark horse, in my opinion, to be five and zero playing Louisville on October 14th. I just think that defense travels very well. It's a super tricky game playing a late game in November. An ACC team like Clemson or Florida State traveling up there in late November. It's really cold playing in a grass field. I think that messes with some teams and they can pull up an upset right there. And then I'm going under on Virginia. Tony Elliott's the worst coach in college football. It's under three and a half. They had he had a five thousand yard passer the year before. Didn't even pass for twenty five hundred yards his last year. Illinois beat them like thirty one to nothing. A bunch of people left the program. Chris Long likes to tweet about Virginia football all the time. Since October, he hasn't tweeted about them once. So you know the alums and the donors want him out. It's going to be ugly in Charlottesville. I think. And if there was a bet, I'd bet they win one game this year. That's what I would bet if you're able to get that. But under three and a half, I'd go under 1.5. Dude, I faded them a lot last year. They stunk. Easy money. money. They stunk last year. Under three and a half, boys, that is tempting. But then again, I mean, didn't didn't you take uh, Illinois, Dave, that one year? What was it, two years ago at four and a half wins? Or it was five and a half wins and I'm sneaking it out? Oh, well, win totals. Oh, oh, Michael, I'm I'm so glad that you asked because I hold in my right hand. Um, me and Hep are going golfing at Lost Marsh, and we need to go cash this ticket. That is a rollover. I originally bet fifty bucks over three and a half two years ago, and then we went last year, and I bet another. I bet rolled it right on over, and we bet four. Uh, we bet it on four, over four and a half. That thing clinched by like week six. After we I beat Iowa, did. me and Blaze stormed the field. We were out there calling you. Very excited. 9-6. Overturned the fumble. Going the other way. No thank. Riley Moss, get your ass back on the bench. You can get drafted in the first and second round. Doesn't matter. Iowa can't beat Illinois. I, the, my problem with Illinois, we can't even get into it. I lied. No, not anyways, today. Not we're going, today. Going, we're going to the Nino afterwards. Week. Look at the payout. What, am I, what should I bet that on? Merit. Should I just throw that right onto Wake Forest? While You're we're golfing long, for man. free, Dave. Yeah, or, yeah, for or free yeah, again. yeah. Just cash it, bring it home, and and bet here, so I don't gotta make that trip. I don't live in the city anymore. I gotta go pick up Hap on the way. Dave, you know what I think about that night? Instead of like the great tailgating vibe, the awesome crowd, the great game, I think about me running across the street and eating absolute shit <laughs> you to watch the final of the Alabama and Texas A and M game. Merrick, that was, I was a fun going time though. Full sprint ahead, and I tripped over a curb. Not sober. And like I felt like I got hit by a bus. I I couldn't walk. It was we bad. gotta blaze. We gotta get your Houston trip on the books because we I booked ta- uh, Dallas today because flights were so cheap. Did I tell yeah, you that? I Mike? saw that. I was a little salty. Are you going? I'm not going to go in December. I think me and Merrick were talking. I'm probably going to visit Thanksgiving. I'm not going to go back up there in December. All right. Well, we'll all be there that weekend. We're uh, I booked my flight today. A couple of us did, Mike. Well, wh- when are we going? No, to Dallas. Oh, for, for the oh, marathon, marathon, the marathon. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah that just that one race. Blaze, I, Blaze, I've shown you my, I have like four PTO days left and one of them's earmarked for Houston. I'm just waiting for, See, that's to get the, the thing call. What you need to do. You just need to book the ticket and everyone else will follow. Can we go? Why on no, that's why I'm asking you what's good for October. you to go. And then I'll go. 
Yeah, you guys need to book an Airbnb though. Dude, Mer if could, we do, Mer could probably if, stay at my place if you. If wanted. we do Columbus Day weekend, I can take that Friday off, and we can do a full weekend. Like we can do four days. Yeah, I'm, I bet. Is that too many though? It's a lot of money. <laughs> you have to win some bets. Well, we can't even bet then. It's a problem. I could I could talk to people. I got a guy. We could I could talk to people. Hey boys, he's right here in the mitten. Grand Rapids. <laughs> East Grand Rapids. Sir. See if you'll yeah. let bygones be bygones. We start me up again. Dave yeah. Dave, literally all you have to do is just pick a week. Any week in October is fine for me. And then Kubiak can happen. Maybe Mullen will just follow suit and then but it, just but get again, that Airbnb I'm, where you were again last time. That was a great right. location. Well, that's why I'm asking you because again, it's not about any of them. It's about when you want us to come because then I'll book it. Any week in October works. We'll, they, go, to, boys, we'll go to. Boys. Oh, dude, we should actually look and see like maybe early October because if Houston, if the Astros are in it, that might be fun to be at a bar while the the Astros play. Oh, hey. it's not fun. Who cares? The White Sox and Cubs. St- oh, the Cubs might be in it. Cubs have Maybe. an outside shot of getting in. Maybe that was talking baseball from Dave. I'm the only baseball fan around. Yeah, but, Dave, just pick a week. It's fine, and then everyone else will follow suit. October, please. We will. Right. Boys, we still have one more conference to go. We are pushing time here. It's 43. I want. Why rap- are we? Why do? What do we have a time limit? I. I. Mean, What's the max we can do on on uh, Spotify? No, we can do as long upload. as we want. Merrick has to edit this. That's the issue. That's why I said it's going to be <laughs> oh, a dude, long this thing, day. We're, we're, we're recording on Wednesday. I was more worried about Merrick editing this and getting it off before. Well, getting it off. Who cares? So the golf plays aren't aren't live. Who cares? Yeah. No. They, right. Good point. Uh, who here? Pro- go- who who lit- listens to us is like, oh shit! They had some really good golf plays. I'm gonna hop on them with with them. No one betting golf is listening to hot tips. They have their own ideas. I think Chewy might. Chewy might like our our golf. Plays. I was gonna say. I normally get. He I might. normally get a text from Juice Man. You know, just dying laughing about some stupid thing that we said. Blaze, um, post our golf plays tonight, then that we all did, and then. Uh, All right. You've also been absolutely electric with the Twitter handle lately. Holy shit. You're getting, I haven't, I haven't even been looking dude. Blaze has been, he posted his bet. His funniest movies made was he posted a link to an article about that kid dying off the scissor lift in North in Notre Dame onto a barstool chief tweeted something about it. Notre Dame, Notre Dame having the only college program with integrity and blaze posted that. And it was like, Oh, it was vintage blaze. I got a couple was, of retweets. I had was, a bunch of people was, from Mount Greenwood tweeting at me that I hate was, Irish people. It, it was, was vintage. I was like, blaze it's it's we're not even at week zero yet. And you're acting like it's week eight. We are that hot right now. You're I was actually thinking off. that we have our, we have our motto is always windy in South Bend. We need to change it. Always windy. And there's always, it's always windy in Baton Rouge since Brian Kelly was actually responsible. <laughs> you should write. It's not Notre Dame's program. It's Brian Kelly. Boys, yeah, well, that's what people, some people were trying to justify it as. How many people did you piss off from the IBT, the Brotherhood, after some of those tweets? I mean, Mount Greenwood had to be up in fucking arms. Merrick, that's the FOP, not the IBT. Oh, oh, my, my mistake. One more labor union we got to get over. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, all right, Pac-12, uh, uh, odds to win it. Again, uh, we kind of already – highlighted the back 12 and how they're absolutely disintegrating, but you got USC two to one to win it. Oregon uh, plus three twenty five. Washington front of the program play plus two sixty five. I'm on the boys up there. Uh, Utah, Oregon state, UCLA to wrap, wrap out, 
wrap up the top six in the Pac-12 to win the conference. Boys, who do you got? Boys, hey, we'll start with you. Wait, hey, Mike. Washington, if you got a Penix, just keep on it. Just Don't keep it off. Dude, if that Penix comes back healthy and can, and stays healthy, his key is staying healthy. He was healthy last entire, year. Oh, no, boys. He, he had ankle injuries. Most of the year. Yeah. We bet him against UCLA, and they didn't cover. I remember that. Oh, yeah. that's right. I'm sorry. He, he he was banged up throughout the year last year, and that's after he came up, came off ACL surgery. So, again, if he stays healthy, I like them, and I like them over the nine-and-a-half wins, too. Do you they guys – do, do either of you one. guys have a play on uh, on Colorado with Deion Sanders going there? I think what? they get over. I think – It's like three. They have zero depth, but they have a lot of talented – um, one, two people. But if they get injured, the whole season's a mess. I can see them winning four games. That's all it takes. They're 50 yeah, to one to win the conference. Well, I'm saying like bet the total. Three and a half. Yeah. I think yeah. they get it. I think they get it too. Absolutely. Plus one. I, I thought it'd be higher than that, honestly. Yeah. Arizona State, Stanford. I think that's two wins. Did they get uh, Cal or no? No, I love I, Dave. I think they do, but I actually really like Cal this year. Oh, you love Cal? I Why love do you like them. Cal? They had a good defense. They they almost beat Notre Dame. Yeah, the, the um they got they actually got the TCU transfer quarterback Sam Jackson the fifth guy has the strongest arm at Cal Berkeley since Aaron Rodgers. I think he's gonna bring a fire under that offense, and their defense is solid every year. And this is gonna be one of my five star big bet plays, and I'm gonna have to wire up money um up to Illinois for someone to bet. Cal's Wait, playing. Well, not only are you locking this up, but this is a five-star big bet play from boys. So we we have a big we have we are so back because we have a big we have a big podcast right now because we've got a family of the program play and we got a five-star 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 play. Sign the sign the huge nil deal. I like like Cal over five. I think it's going to be an easy hit. Wilcox is a great coach. Um, and Cal's got to do something this year if they want to get picked up by the ACC or do something or this program's going to stumble. So this is like the Alamo. This is Cal's Alamo, the last stand. They need to have a good year for someone to pick them up. And then also week two again to Texas, I really like against Alabama. I love Cal playing at home against Auburn and Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze and Auburn, conservative state, going to this crazy lib, San Francisco, California. Night game at 930. It's going to be 1030 kickoff time in Alabama when they're playing. It's going to get really weird in Berkeley. It's going to be basically Joe Biden for Donald Trump for America, the way these teams, these fans are politically speaking. Give me Joe Biden. I, I actually circled that same game when I was looking at Cal. I think Auburn's going to stink this year. They stunk yeah. last year. And the the biggest mistake they made, if they would have had Cadillac Williams be their head coach, I might be all in and say, yes. you know what? They might they might actually compete in the SEC and have a little bit of fight. Hugh Freeze is also cleaning house. He's bringing how many transfers? Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself again. This is SEC talk, but I wrote that down. I like that Auburn Cal game. I'm with you on that. I think I'm going to bet. I'm going to be all over Cal that weekend. Yeah, and like I said, take another flyer on Cal eighty to one. What do you have to lose? And then. USC plus 190. They have an easy schedule again. Their non-conference schedule is absolutely pathetic. It's embarrassing what they're doing. But um, they're trying to get in the college football playoff. Give me them plus 190. I like it. I like it. Dave, what do you got? I only have one play here. Uh, I'm going to take Washington State over six and a half plus 140. Again, try to get it at six. It just The only thing I wrote here is that this could easily blow up in my face. 
but I think they could rally around it. It's a spite year for them because they're getting left behind. Them and Oregon State, especially. Like they are they feel like they're getting left behind. They got to really make a point. Their head coach is a football lifer. I did some research on her day. His name is Jake Dickert. Dickert the coach, not Dickert the kicker. He is the pride and joy of Stevens Point, Wisconsin, UW Wisconsin wide receiver. He's been all over the place, football grinder. They play Wisconsin week two. We'll get more into this when we cover the Big Ten. Early in the year, I think that Wisconsin is going to struggle, especially when they're trying to transition this from like that pound the rock, big guys up front uh, offense into more of a spread offense, like West Coast style under Luke Fickle. I think they could beat Wisconsin. Um, their, their quarterback was a stud at Incarnate Word, D2. Um, again, could blow up in my face, could go spectacularly wrong. If you can get them at six, I love it. If you can get them at six and a half, getting 150 juice, I like it. Bold strategy, Cotton. Where do you think they're going to end up, them and, and uh, Oregon State? The Mountain West. Which has Boise State. Interesting, interesting thing with them, too. Apparently, like a year and a half ago, the commissioner of the Mountain West forced all the schools to sign a breakage fee, which was like 20 million if you if you uh, leave the conference on one year's notice and 15 million if you give two years notice. So no one's left out of the Mountain West. And that's why that conference still exists, basically, because they have a lot of like pretty good name brand schools, especially like a San Diego State right now. They easily could, could move. They've been yeah. threatened forever, but they don't want to pay that breakage fee. I could see him going there. Um, the ACC is talking to those teams, so what which would fuck? be bizarre. No way. Um, I don't know how that works. I, the no Big Ten's way. doing it already. Yeah, but now you have a pod at least with Oregon, Washington, Cal, and UCLA. You'd have a four-team pod too. Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, and Washington State. But Oregon State and Washington State aren't going to do it. They're, that ACC doesn't want them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. They're definitely going to move, though. And either that or go independent for a couple years. But I think, I think the other thing we could see. I know getting we're getting back into it more, but the, you could get into a situation where football has its own conferences compared to the rest of the sports. Yeah, the money making sports, basketball and football, maybe baseball, and then like hockey has its own conferences. Why can't these other uh, sports? That's a valid point. You Boys, got labor talk real quick, Mike, before we go. Yeah, so we've got. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna wrap up college football here. We have the power two conferences in college football next week. We've got the SEC and we've got the Big Ten. Plus, any other little, you know, is the weather better in Baton Rouge? Um, we'll talk about them. We could talk about Notre Dame too if we want to talk about Notre Dame. We certainly can. Um, any other independents we can cover next week? But uh, the week after that. We're going to get into NFL, uh, and it's 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 going to be awesome. Week zero after that. We're it's, two weeks it's, away. Yeah, we're there. We're fucking there, boys. We're there. Um, but, yeah, let's let's talk labor relations. Where do we want to start? Boys, yellow, UPS, I am full of information and cannot wait to that. Can you, can you address this tweet I saw that all UPS drivers are going to be making $170,000 in base salary now? That's no, right. that base salary is not true. People are idiots. I know. Twitter's saying that. Yeah, it's fucking Twitter, Dave. If no you shit. See, that's why you, I'm joking, and I if, asked you about you it. Want, Can you please address you, these concerns of the people, Mike? Are you quitting your job to go be a UPS driver? <laughs> no, not anytime soon. Um, if you want to listen then Carol and team did fantastic on the Q2 earnings call yesterday morning, 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central Time. You bet we had that on the AirPods in the morning. 
while we're out on the streets of Dallas, getting getting a few miles in, nonetheless. UPS avoiding the strike, fantastic work by the management team and O'Brien for realizing that that there was a light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, all, already they're seeing a lot of operational lift. I think they did report they they were down uh, 10.9% year over year uh, for Q2. But again, their operational efficiencies are going to get them caught up. They should be caught up with inflation too uh, from a rate standpoint, probably by, by August, probably by the end of August in, in 24. So the, they've their adjusted forecast is a little bit more conservative, but I like it. I, I, I do like it. I, I full trust in Carolyn team that stock price didn't dip too much. So look, I'd get in now. If if you got it in your pocket, go ask your mom for the money, do what you got to do. I'd put the money in UPS right now. Yeah. I think it works out well for both things. And like, this is how it is. Teamsters took pay cuts last time in UPS and the economy was down. Now you got to pay your dues and it worked out well for everybody. And like, look, right when this happened, FedEx is trying to negotiate a um, deal with their pilots who are unionized and, they gave him a 30% salary increase and they said no. So what comes around goes around. Um, so UPS is going to be in a, in a good spot, I think, going forward for the next four years. And I think it works out for everyone involved. Um, hopefully their comms team and the social media interns kind of learn what happens for the next four years that you don't tweet out about um, part-time workers and trying to tell the real story on um, X, formerly known as Twitter. Um, but yeah, then Merrick, tell us how does this yellow breakdown work, our um, are you guys picking up a bunch of oppor- a bunch of opportunity? Because didn't Yellow not care? Didn't Yellow have a lot of dead freight? They did. They they did have a, a good amount of their business tied up with big box retailers. Um, but look, I'll start with this: you never like to see people lose their jobs. I mean, it's thirty thousand employees. <laughs> what are you laughing about, man? I knew a lot of good people over there, and and they did move. They they moved a lot of business. This from. PR, Mer- this Trump PR. gave them seven hundred million dollars. I, 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 trust me. I know. I, I, I remember it. Um, I mean, they got bailed out in 08 and 09. Now the good part about 08, 09 is that you did have a lot of other carriers in the industry buy, uh, buy up a lot of land, a lot of property that they ended up leasing to yellow that now, you know, makes this whole transition a little bit easier. You got about $5 billion injecting itself back into the LTL space that some of these carriers are prepared for others are not. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of your big national providers are benefiting from it. Um, now, probably not the two big ones that people thought, FedEx and Old Dominion, but uh, they've been pretty price and, and yield conscious, which is good for them. But um, no, I, I mean, look again, you don't like to see the see the people lose their jobs, but um, it's pretty it's pretty chaotic right now. It's actually it's it's raising rates, which is good for everybody. Um, and you know, hopefully that except the consumer, Dave. I'm not sure. the right person to talk about the consumer right now with uh, with the way the banks are going. Wait, put so your Merrick- money, just put your money in a money market. If you're making zero dollars on your demand deposit account, go put it into something. What are we doing? Wait, Do so Merrick- that's that was talking banking. Like, who is able to capitalize on yellow right now? You're just saying UPS. No, well, not just UPS, but you look at like the FedEx freights of the world, Old Dominions, XPO. Um, a lot of your big national carrier providers, Estes, RNL, right? Those guys are, are definitely uh, definitely seeing the effects of it, right? Hit their hit their networks, and you know, operationally, good thing is again, operationally, everybody kind of learned from the pandemic and said, "Hey, we gotta we gotta fix some shit um, to make it more efficient." And capacity was at a 
a surplus earlier this year, and now it's it's tightening a little bit, which, again, that contraction in the market is always good for, for rates and for profits and for everyone involved, brokers especially. How do you um, feel? How does this? How does this affect like some of the smaller like mom and pop guys, owner operator guys, especially as we start? You know, we're we're right around the corner. We're basically getting into busy season like very soon. I don't think it does much in the truckload space. They they have a small truckload division, but even like your smaller regional carriers, it doesn't really do a ton for it. Unless you're in the Midwest, they did have a pretty big presence with Holland, um, out of, of Holland, Michigan. Um, but having their big footprint in the Midwest and they, and one of their other, their national brand YRC had a big presence in the Midwest too. So, um, those like regional smaller carriers are probably feeling it and they can start charging higher prices. Right. And kind of get back to, um, some improved profitability that they saw in 21 and 22 that 23 hasn't been given them. So thanks Dave. Thanks Mike. That was good. Well, little insight. I'm glad you could let the hair down a little bit there after you had to be uh, mums yeah, the word the last fuck, few weeks. I was fucking super tight butthole during the last couple of weeks. I mean, for uh, more about my own investments here. But before that, though, more importantly, the the podcast schedule we're we're going to be weekly pretty much here we, on in aren't we? weekly. We got to get two in Italy. Together. How are we going to be weekly? Boys, I'm waking up at three in the morning to do a fucking fantasy football draft. I'll wake up at whatever time you guys want. You, me you're going to be in Italy on the fifth. Yeah, three a.m. All right. Well, then you're going to be up at three a.m. two nights in a row because we're doing our podcast. What? Why don't you just stay up and we'll do the podcast right after? Yeah, we'll do it. I'll oh, pour a glass of wine. Day. I'm It'll talking about me. <laughs> we'll be up until midnight. Then we're starting at seven for that draft. Like we'll be done by ten. It usually goes pretty quick. But you're going to need to upload the picks, Dave. How long do you think it takes me to upload the picks? I don't know. Because you've never done it, Blaze. He's part of Shadow cool. Commissioner. You just come in here and you don't write and you don't <laughs> write your emails and you make me and Hep do everything. I'm not denying it's it. It's insanity. We gave you the title because you bitched and moaned throughout like six years of college and a little bit afterwards. And I was finally like, you be the fucking commissioner. We didn't give you any of your rules anyways. God, we waited six weeks for you to send the email out, and here we are. Like, oh, yeah. what are we going to do about the picks? Like, I'll handle it, Blaze. Like, I always Dave, handle it. Dave God told me, it. like, three weeks prior that you were about to send the email, and I text Dave, or I called him. I'm like, hey, where's this email about, like, the draft? He goes, he it's was coming. Sick, it's right? coming. He was sick. I wasn't sick. I was, I was hungover. I don't yeah. want to do it. He's talking to the co-eds. He can't wait. Oh, sorry, Merrick. Uh, Blaze actually can't do it the 23rd because Rice and Houston are actually back on campus on the 19th and 20th. So Blaze oh, is going to be hungover. Oh, you can't even pull this he's, stuff. He's not over that day. He's no. got an orientation. Or no, no, that's Rush Week. Never mind. Fair that's game in Champagne. Fair game in Champagne. That's not how it works here. In I mean, Merrick's really close to SMU, too. I mean, what am I going to do? North Central? Yeah, Jesus. Boys, boys, do you, you got to be careful. They might be stomping the yard at, at UH. <laughs> that campus sucks. I went to an XFL game there. I felt like I was it was weird. Oh man. Boys, you're gonna have fun down there, trust me, during football season. You are gonna hate the the AM fans. I and I hope you do. I like come on in the water's warm. There's a lot of us that they're they easy to hate, it seems like. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot of them down here. Yeah, and the, like the whole just like we're better than you. Like that's I just I don't like that. I don't like that. Please get one of those stickers 
with like an Illinois fan peeing on Texas A&M and put it on your truck. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so you, you can lie. get one custom made. They're going to be like, these. this isn't a rivalry. That's what you think. But yeah, we should like, I mean, if we if we have to miss a week or two, it's not the end of the world, but we've been few and far between. I just, we got to get together every week. I just don't promise 10 listeners something that might not happen. No. I mean don't... more for, I mean more we should promise each other so we can get in every week and I can get some plays in on Wednesday and Thursday night instead of on Saturday morning, just scrambling in the group text instead. Front of the that program, works. please, Dave. Wake Forest, Washington all year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, instead of like, I'd love to have your plays early, Blaze, instead of like combing the the group chat when we put all our plays in for the 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 dave mcavoy senior memorial pool and i'm waiting to see who everyone likes like instead of that let's get them in on thursday we get boys, better lines. boys i'm gonna send you 107 120 dollars right now maybe 170 actually let's double it because i want this on sundays too 340 i want in on every 10 10 team parlay that you you play this year. It's only college football. And the thing is, you can't send it to me. You need to like send it to Hep. Why? Because I can't place the bets. So Aaron. what if I send it to you and then you send it to Hep? Okay. Yeah. Just send it to me. Hep's not going to like that. Hep won't care. Hep's not going to like it. Too I already post. I already have one for week one. I gave to Hep. I already got positive EV on a couple games. Huge. <laughs> Huge. All right, you can't it. laugh. He's hit a couple. Yes. He it's is, only weird yeah. if it doesn't work. I'm fucking. I'm. Why do you think I'm riding it, Dave? It's only weird if it doesn't work. Fucking crazy. Baby. I will say I've been on a crazy <laughs> heater for college football the past two years. It's bound to crash and burn. Fuck you, Gamby, you bitch. <laughs> All right, I'm done. We're done. Um, listeners, thanks for tuning in. Next week, next week, we have the Big Ten. We have the SEC. The following week, we have NFL. Folks, we're back to one a week. Welcome back. It's football season. Fellas, always a good time seeing you. But listeners, thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch everybody next week. Peace. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more.